Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Warriors This Week. Curry with the catch. Curry, step back, jump around the way. Good at the buzzer! Ball game over! And it's seven Giddings and Dan Devone here as always on Warriors this week. Dan, my man, a lot has happened since the last time that we spoke. A week ago, seven days, we got Draymond Green being reinstated. We got the Warriors getting booed twice at home. We also, as of last night, got them picking up a W, 140 to 131 in Chicago, in which the Splash Brothers combined for 56 points. But before we dig into everything that happened this week, because we, we got a lot on our plate. What's up, man? How you doing? Good, brother. Well, Uh-oh. now I'm much better. <laughs> there we go. What's up, Dano? How are things? <laughs> oh, man, no complaints. I mean, look, th- this is this is the time of year where things, and, and the Warriors have been interesting all season long, no matter if they've been up, whether they've been down. Right now, they're taking below 500. But especially with you know the, the turn of the new year, everyone talks about how the basketball season doesn't really start until Christmas. And, of course, now we got a little under a month until the trade deadline, so... We got a lot to dig into, and of course, we want to hear from the people, whether it's about last week, whether it's about last night's game, and whether you want to chime in, get in on the conversation. Phone lines are always open at 888-957-9570. We see you on YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Appreciate everyone rolling in here as we get this thing going here on a Saturday. But Dan, I'm, I'm excited, and where I do want to start is kind of off of last night. You know, the, the Warriors right now, if you look at what they did against Chicago, well, they came from down 13, and you know the Clay Thompson had a 30-point game. Stephen Curry saved his best for last in the fourth quarter. But you know, I, I'm curious, and the question that I have is, you know, does does the offense right now outweigh some of the concerns you have defensively? Because if you just look at the last three games, you look at 76 points in the first half against Toronto. You look at 73 points in the first half against the New Orleans Pelicans, and you also look at 75 points last night against the Chicago Bulls. So obviously, the Warriors are an offensively capable team. But do you still think that defensively they got something they might need to dig a little bit deeper for? Well, if they do dig, they're going to find one Draymond Green. To me, that's the correlation. There's a direct cause and effect. With the absence of Draymond Green, you're not a good defensive team. And I think that that's a lot of what all of us are witnessing right now. It's the absence of your your best defender. And it was going to catch up to you sooner uh, rather than later. You know, I, I think that Going back to last night, I really didn't think they played all that poorly. And I know 75 points at a half is, you know, that's not a good indicator. But I think the Golden State Warriors, and this is not to go back to the two previous games, I liked, quite frankly, the tempo, the flow. I thought it was good basketball on both ends, both by Chicago and out of the Golden State Warriors in the first two quarters. It's just Chicago couldn't miss. I'd also add this when we're talking about defense as it relates to the Warriors and just sort of a general sense, Ev, and that is who plays defense these days in the NBA? And it's not that 
it's not that you know teams aren't capable. It's not though. It's not as though you know coaches are not you know certainly aware of it and emphasizing defense wins. Defense wins. It's just it's such an offensive oriented game right now. Everybody has shot makers. Ed. Everybody can fill it up. Not only that to compound things. Let's just be honest here. The rules of the game right now are catered like I've never witnessed before for offensive productivity. There are times where defense defensively there's nothing you can do. And it's I think that refereeing and the game in general right now is slanted so you're going to see these sort of big numbers. It's not only relegated to the Warriors. Look across the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, Portland got spanked by 62 by Oklahoma. <laughs> they did. Utah took out Milwaukee the other night. And then Milwaukee put a spanking like Boston hasn't seen, I think, in going back to the 60s. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it's sort of it's it's plaguing the league when you're talking about the defense of the lack thereof. Yeah, no, I, I think that is a good point. Like, I know the Warriors have had some lopsided L's, and the 36-point the defeat on Wednesday was the worst of the Steve Kerr era at home. But you're right. Like, there's been a lot of – and I don't know if it just points to also the, the time in the season. Like, yeah. I think a lot of players – point to january is a weird month it's like it's like the dog days of august in baseball but it comes a little bit early because everyone's just trying to get to the all-star break everyone's trying to get to that midway point in the season and especially for the warriors who are a veteran laden group or a pretty pretty experienced team i'm sure a lot of them are feeling it a little bit in their legs you know you can see steph curry sometimes uh looking a little bit tired out there down the stretches of games he wasn't last night uh, neither was clay thompson but they both did look at a little bit against toronto as well as new orleans and so it's it's interesting to to hear the tone of the team after those two blowout defeats in which they, they weren't really competitive at home to end the homestand they ended up going two and five over the seven games and then see the effort that they came out with against chicago because i don't know if it necessarily writes all the wrongs that we looked at throughout the week but when i hear on wednesday a head coach saying that his team has for now lost their some of their spirit lost a little bit of their confidence and some of their belief to then go out on friday and come away with a you know an offensively geared and basically a game which they outshot the bulls it was you know 12 round fight and they knocked them out towards the end um Everything right now for the Warriors does seem to be dependent on how well they shoot the basketball. And I just don't know if I'm willing to right now say, because they got a game later today. They play Milwaukee at 5 o'clock against the Bucks. So, you know, back-to-back, that's probably going to be pretty tough. I'm not willing to say that after last night's game, they all of a sudden have their spirit, confidence, and belief back. But it's absolutely a step in the right direction. It certainly is. And I think that... Those three qualities, not that all things this show are going to center around one Draymond Green, but think about it. Spirit, confidence, belief, I'll throw energy in there as well. All these intangibles. Who are we describing? I mean, whose resume is that? It's Draymond Green, essentially. Mm. Basically, what you're saying is we miss Draymond Green. Now, I, I know that's saying a lot these days because he carries so much baggage. But this team at times just misses his spirit. Misses his confidence, which is infectious, and they miss, you know, his belief, which is all the things that he instills in that basketball team. And so I think his absence, while they were able to get away with it, I think a lot of it was emotion with the infusion of some of the youth starting. But then after a while, it caught up with him that without Draymond Green, who, you know, arguably and according to me, at least he's your second best basketball player. This is a team that is very vulnerable 
in all three of those areas, spirit, confidence, and belief. It just, it just speaks one Draymond Green. I would say last night, even though they gave up the 75 points, was one of the best basketball games they've played all year long. And certainly that third quarter, I'd say, when they put up 48 points, was by far their, their best quarter they have played to date in the, the 2023 season, or 2023-24 season now. And, and let me just add this. Yeah. I think that it wasn't so much, and let's get into this a little bit if you want. It wasn't so much, you know, the lack of defense, but it was after hitting rock bottom, the way they came out and responded in terms of moving the ball, which clearly you could see last night. Yeah, and and I thought that, I mean, Steve Kerr made another starting lineup change. What he comes out with Curry, Clay, Wiggins back into the starting lineup, and then Sharich, you know, at, at the four. So, you know, maybe that's a position where the five, you know, last night man by Looney could be a position where Draymond slots in there. They hadn't used that combination or that starting lineup since I believe the first game against Denver. So, and and, and I. I'm with you. Like in the first quarter, I thought they they were good. The ball was moving, it was popping, and for the entire game, I mean, the fact that they had what 39 assists and five turnovers. I mean, that was the lowest or tied for the lowest amount of turnovers in franchise history, um, and certainly in recent memory. And that was absolutely a good sign, Dan. So the fact that they're taking care of the basketball. Like if if they do that, I'm not saying just five turnovers, but we we've talked about this ad nauseum. If you take care of the basketball, if your passing is crisp and you play with tempo and pace, this is a Warriors team that can run it up on anyone. Like offensively, there was no issues last night. I mean, they they shot over fifty percent. They were nailing threes. I think they ended up taking fourteen more shots than the Bulls because they took care of the basketball, and they did all of that without Draymond or Chris Paul, who's a guy that is known for taking care of the rock. So that was a great sign. And I do wonder if there was a little more focus and kind of overall effort just because of what had transpired. I don't think it was also a coincidence that getting away from the Bay Area with everything that had happened, being booed at home, hearing people rain down on this station, I might add, and I was I was certainly a part of it because of the frustrations that I felt after the last two home games. Uh, but to see them come out the way they did against Chicago, the second quarter was not, was not their quarter. I mean, they gave up like 45 points. But the first quarter, I was impressed that they came out and looked locked in from the start because that's something that they have been up and down about. And we'll see if they do it again tonight. But for the most part, they've been flat in first quarters. And that, to me, is a sign that with that particular starting lineup, one of which includes a player like Andrew Wiggins, who has kind of slept walked throughout the season, I was impressed to see them all unified and aligned to begin the game because that, happens, and that has not happened a lot this year. Yeah, there's one of two ways that could have gone last night. After what I think hitting rock bottom, they got booed. Twice. <laughs> the Warriors got booed at home and loud. This is the, They won a title two years ago. This has been the model franchise for the last decade, and they're <laughs> getting booed. And keep in mind, this ain't Philly. It ain't New York. We're out here on the West Coast, and they're booing the Golden State Warriors. So to me, that, that's, that's as low as it gets. And so you either... You can pack it in and just say, all right, let's just deal, guys, and mail this thing in because it's ugly. Or you can respond with what it is they did last night. And I I thought it was a character game. And I thought that the Golden State Warriors got off the mat and they showed that, look, if we put in effort, uh, we can get back to winning basketball. I, I, 
I didn't have an issue with the second quarter. I know it was ridiculous. I think they put up 46 to the Bulls in that second quarter, and they had 75 at the half. I just didn't see it. I I, I saw effort on the part of the Warriors last night. Uh, even in that second quarter, I just think it was a Chicago Bull team. Like Kobe, you know, Kobe White was drunk. He was ridiculous. <laughs> you know, that was crazy. They just couldn't miss. And sometimes yeah. that'll happen. But it, I couldn't. I'd love to sit here and say it was it was another lack of effort and they nobody was switching and there were guys that were just you know th- there was you could see the lackadaisical effort I, I to be honest with you I can't sit here on a live mic in ninety five seven the game and say mm-hmm. I witnessed that in the second quarter it was just and you have that sense that they're going to stem this tie and that you know things are going to shift if they continue to play this well in the third and fourth quarter and sure enough they continue to play i think the exact same sort of style of basketball in that second quarter throughout the rest of the game it's just that chicago came back down to earth in terms of making an and or missing shots eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero is the number evan giddings alongside dan devone with you here on warriors this week we're taking you up until 12 o'clock we're breaking out everything that's happened the last seven days for the golden state warriors unfortunately they do go one and two they are two games below 500 but they have a chance to draw closer today against a very good milwaukee bucks team later on this afternoon at five o'clock how are you feeling about the last week does the taste that was left in your mouth last night in the 140 to 131 win against the chicago bulls just kind of sweep away all the things that we were discussing throughout the week about what this season might come to what's necessary the sham sharania support report about everyone being on the table for a trade except for Stephen curry does all of that get wiped away do you want to see more do you want to see action we want to hear from you at eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero from the comcast business text line 510 no defense because everyone is just jacking threes and no need for defense. Look, I, Chicago was taking a lot of threes, and they're not a particularly great three-point shooting team, uh, but they do have guys that can get hot. I mean, it, it kind of reminded me, like, I think the Warriors are, because they have a lot of players that either are older or are lesser defenders than they used to be, they are reliant more on other teams missing shots more than ever. And in the second quarter, to your point, Dan, the Chicago Bulls just didn't miss shots. And Kobe White hit, I think, four of his five threes in the first half in that quarter. But what was frustrating for me is just a lack of contesting. Um, and that was something we saw against both Toronto as well as New Orleans that kind of fell into the Chicago game. I mean, you don't score 131 points if a defense is locked in. I know that scoring is higher than it's ever been in the NBA. Players are more offensively driven than they've ever been in this league, it appears. But the Warriors, and, and it happened against New Orleans too. What They hit five threes in the first four minutes of the game. I know a couple of them were from Valanchunas and Herb Jones. But the Warriors aren't I just don't think capable right now with who they have on their team of being able to switch as quickly and get hands and faces while also maintaining an integrity in the paint like I think that's why they are in a position to where they are kind of hoping for for missed shots at points because they're making efforts without Draymond to try and not allow easy baskets at the rim, not allow teams to get downhill and attack the tin. And as a result, they're giving up more threes or more open threes. And then you're basically saying, okay, well, if Vucevic makes it, you know, tip your cap. If Zach Levine is, is shooting, you know, the lights out, tip your cap. If Kobe White's hitting four threes in a quarter, tip your cap. But unfortunately, there are other good players in the NBA too. And so I think that's a result of, of some of the Warriors. I don't know about effort on defense, but certainly their their mindset going in of we're trying to take away the easy baskets, and instead they're giving up a lot of threes. I just need to see Draymond come back, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's a lot easier to sort of accurately assess where the Warriors are at, especially what it is you just laid out when he comes back. If those holes are still there, if there's still vulnerability, like what it is that you just mentioned, whether it's closeouts or uh, weak rotations, then then there's an issue. I just really attribute this on the fact that your best defensive player is not there. And it it's a trickle down. And when you don't have that guy, when he's on the floor, listen, there's one thing, love or hate this guy, you know when Draymond's on the floor. And that may not always be a good thing. But this guy's presence is something that, you know, it it's felt by everybody on that basketball team. And everybody plays differently. And that's why their record is uh their record is significantly better when he's on the floor. And there's a there's a also a significant drop off when he's not there. And I think that in order to accurately accept, uh, assess the Golden State Warriors going forward, I need to see what the new Draymond looks like uh, and with him coming back and how he he works now with sort of what is a new it's a new look team. None of these you know, none of these youngsters were getting this sort of run when he was with the squad. He played with Trace Jackson Davis and Pajemski, but not to this extent. I mean, Pajemski was a starter for the most part during his absence. And Kaminga's now a starter. So mm-hmm. there's there's sort of a new identity. I just need to see how Draymond sort of interacts with all of that before I could accurately sort of assess the team going forward. So it, it sounds like you are excited to, to see Draymond in his return, which, by the way, could be as early as today. He was reinstated a week ago, and then it was reported by Woj that he would need a week to ramp up. So it could be today. We don't know yet, but of course we'll be keeping you um, abreast on that here on Warriors this week. Like, if you had to rank one to ten your level of excitement for Draymond coming back, what would it be? Well, I don't know if it's excitement's the right word. I just think that they're a better team. I think it's if you're talking about what it means for him and impacting winning, I would say it's it's an eight. It's right around there. It's an eight mm. or a nine. Um, I can tell you, I'm. I'm I couldn't watch his press conference. <laughs> I'm just so tired of it, man. I mean, it's just, as much as I, I think Draymond, I'm seeing this just clearly not as a Warrior fan because I'm not. I'm just, I'm telling you straight up objectively how I how I perceive Draymond's return to this team. And I just, you know, after Jordan Poole, we've seen so many of these, man. I'm a changed man. I found whomever and, and you know. <laughs> Listen, if you really change, man, you don't. You know, he had to do the press conference. You don't have to tell people? No, exactly. You know what's up. I mean, we'll find out, right? We'll find out in time. And I think he's going to keep his hands in his pockets, as they like to say, for the rest of the season. But, you know, some will flare up. And, and, you know, we'll see where he's at. If it's the playoffs, if they get to the playoffs and somebody, you know, cheap shots him and he gets, he's in the moment, we'll just, we'll see where you're at with, you know. But uh, I, I, do, I do recognize his absence. And so I guess to answer your question, I put it, how about an 8.5? I'll go Dave Portnoy judging a pizza slice. There, <laughs> give you a three for that. Out of five, by the way. Uh, I think, look, for me, Draymond Green is, I'm, I'm with you. It's not excitement, but it is interest. Like, I'm interested oh, yeah. to see how the Warriors look with him because if they revert back to the team that's just kind of around 500, which they were with him. I mean, they're still blowing 20-point leads with him. down in, And even, again, like, the game that I remember at the Los Angeles Clippers, who, by the way, are playing really good basketball. But at the time, Draymond had one of his throwback games. Like He had 21 points. He was hitting threes. He was running out on the break. And they still blew a 22-point lead with him on the floor. You know, um, 
So I, I think Draymond has been certainly a part of the problem as his actions are concerned, but he hasn't been the solution that he's been in the past. And so I'm curious to see if he can be now in an area in which he is ideally in a better headspace. I know you you talked about what he said. I just want to play it for the people. This was Draymond Green earlier this week talking about how he wants to focus on changing the antics. Let's face it, like antics, antics is something that, got me here. And so when I look back on these situations, it's like, can you remove the antics? I'm very confident I can remove the antics. And I'm very confident if I do remove the antics, no one's worried about how I play the game of basketball. You know, nobody's worried about how I carry myself in the game of basketball, but it's the antics. So that's my focus. You know, it's not on changing who I am completely. You don't change the spots on the leopard. It's just not going to happen. And I'm not going to try to set some unrealistic expectation of like, who's this person going to be? Like, it's not real. And that's not sustainable. I've always said before, I, I know how to be me a lot better than I can be anyone else. But in saying that, can I accept the fact that my antics has been over the top? Of course. Can I remove those? Am I capable of removing those? Of course. I think without that, then I don't think there is much of an issue. But it's the antics that can go. And I've made a commitment to do things to make sure that those don't creep in. Are you buying it? To a certain degree, but no, not in the long run. I think you are who you are at this point. And I know this might be counter to sort of popular belief. If there's going to be change, it's gradual. It happens over years. I hope he becomes a better guy or whatever the antics are that's uh, disallowing him from having a, a productive life or however it is that we want to look at this. But he'll behave. But I think that, again, you know, this isn't very unlike what we heard after Jordan Poole. Remember the, the press conference, which was pretty heartfelt? Yeah. A little stronger this time, but then, you know, six months later, he's stomping on Sabonis. Now, I, I you know what, <laughs> to me, to be honest with you, I don't have an issue with it. I don't. I, I, you can't get suspended. I get it. But if this lunatic, if that's what he needs to be Draymond Green, well, then, you know, do you. Uh, don't get suspended. But uh, as far as his welfare as a, as a human being, I, I don't stay up at night hoping that he's going to be a changed man and that, you know, he's going to be he's going to have live in a healthy headspace. I'm worried about my own life. You know, we're all trying to be better people. Right. Draymond. I hope Draymond becomes a better person, but it's not that that's not the driving factor for me. I, I hope he he becomes, you know, a guy that comes back and can help this team just from a physical standpoint. The rest of the crap, that's between you and your therapist. It doesn't really concern me. Again, I'm trying to be a better person, as are you. We all got issues. So a lot of that to me is just overplayed. I just want to see him back on the court playing hoops again. I do, too, because I think what the Warriors missed since the last time we talked and really up until last night was was fire, was was passion, was energy. And that is, to your point, Dan, what Draymond Green brings in abundance. He also brings what he was talking about, the antics. And it's not the antics towards the referees. Like, he's <laughs> Draymond Green is going to get teed up again. Like, it, it's going to happen. He might have even get multiple texts. He might get ejected. But what you can't do is grab those Agreed. flagrants. Agreed. Like you cannot. The antics do not have to do just also with the players themselves. Like for example, against Sacramento, and I think their largest bullet lead of the season, twenty four points. The turning point in that game was when Draymond was going at a referee and was talking about a carry 
and was going at him again and again and got teed up. The Sacramento Kings and their fans got back into the game. That changed the tone, the tenor of that basketball game. And sure, you shouldn't blow a 24-point lead like just because of a technical. But that is something to where Draymond's antics allowed another team to get back into the basketball game. So it's not just the antics towards players. It's not just getting teed up by refs. But more situational awareness is what Draymond Green needs to have. And that's what I hope he found during his three-week or however long hiatus, uh, 13-game hiatus. Because if he doesn't have that, if he hasn't found that, then I'm not sure what is going to change about the team. Like, I, I hope Draymond's changed. I hope he's a better man and he's he's grown and developed and acquired what he needs to from a mental, mental standpoint uh, to position himself to help this team. But if he can't do it on the court, if the team can't produce wins... Well, then everything he just said in that 62-second bite that we're talking about doesn't really mean anything. I think he laid it out, and this is the question going forward. Can he still be an effective basketball and live on that razor's edge and not do the antics part? Can he still be a high-energy guy? And Because the one thing is that when he's getting in refs' faces and when he's getting teed up, and even the antics to a certain degree, you know he's dialed in. Like, he's, he's, he's in it. Mm-hmm. Can he still be an effective basketball player and not cross that line? I guess is the question going forward. Yeah, I think we, we talked about that last week. That was one of my concerns. Is okay. So if you're telling me he's thinking about dialing it back when he comes back, well, how does that affect how he plays defense or how he, you know, gets up and down? Because he he does very much so provide something that the Warriors don't have, which is a chip. And if he's not playing with a chip. Then who is he? I, I I think he I think he's smart enough to separate the two things. Like I think he is smart enough to still be able to play with the fire. And call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And galvanize this team in the way that only he knows how. My question is, the further away you get from where we're at now, the further away you get from two days alone in your man cave and an introspective journey, the further you get away from that, how quickly do you fall back into the person (laughs) that you were before? 
888-957-9570 is the number. Dan Devone alongside Evan Giddings with you here on Warriors this week. If you want to get in on the conversation about Draymond Green, what you expect from him when he comes back, if you're excited, if you're interested, if you really are indifferent, if you don't care at all, we want to hear from you at 888-957-9570. Also coming up next, I do want to get into how Draymond Green can impact two specific players, whether it's their playing time, whether it's their impact, whether it's their production and we saw a little bit from these two guys, Kaminga and Wiggins, last night. Finally, some semblance of them being able to play consistently well throughout 48 minutes together on the court, separately by themselves. Is that what could be a reason that the Warriors turn the corner? We'll dig into that next as we continue here on Warriors this week. Dan Devone, Evan Giddings with you, taking your calls at 888-957-9570. We're back after this on 95.7 The Game. Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. So this is why I love working with Dan Devone. I know we only get to do it about three hours a week. I wish it was more, but you're always checking up on me, man. I appreciate it. I it love feels you, good to work with someone in which you're equally invested in each other. I mean, this guy's flying from New York back to the <laughs> Bay. He's out in NY. He's got the entrepreneurship. He's doing the sports radio thing. He used to be on TV. And he goes, hey, man, how's it going? How you doing? I appreciate that, It's Dan. genuine, too. You know that, right? I do. I really do. And I know that the genuine love for the Golden State Warriors has been up and down this season. But it feels like after last night's 140-131 to win, there's a little bit of consistency here. they got to prove it again today against the Milwaukee Bucks. 5 o'clock tip. It'll be right here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy's going to have your Warriors live and Warriors wrap up for you. And Tim Roy will have the call as always. But we want to hear from you at 888-957-9570 is the number. Last week, the Warriors 1-2. and two. Food twice at home, and then they wrap the, wrap up the week with with maybe their best offensive performance in at least a couple of months against the Chicago Bulls. Clay Thompson goes for thirty six and six. Steph Curry ends up with thirteen points in the fourth quarter, twenty five points for the game, and also just looking up and down this box score, Dan. I mean, players absolutely contributed twenty threes for the Warriors as a whole. But Jonathan Kaminga off the bench in twenty four minutes. 24 points he didn't miss a shot till like midway through the third quarter and then even andrew wiggins in 30 minutes 8 of 13 a plus 4 17 points for him and eight assists you brought this up earlier dan the warriors were moving the basketball last night and that that does scream warriors basketball to me they just you could see that message heard uh booing heard rock bottom yes we were there and that there was a concerted effort to play differently last night. He could see the energy. You could see them getting out and trying to run. Uh, the, the ball movement was just so glaringly apparent to me last night. It was going side to side. Steph, you know, Steph recognized early on that, you know, he's, his struggles were continuing. And he just facilitated throughout the majority of that first half. And it was just, it was a delight watching him hit open guys and clay as well clay and and trace jackson davis i don't know where this came from but suddenly they've developed mm. this sort of connection with a pick and roll and finding him in the dunker spot everybody and it's just it's one of those things that when you see the ball moving and they of course they set the table then it just filters down and everybody else you know gets into that mode but um i think the only time 
that the ball doesn't move is when they do sort of these ISOs for Jonathan Kaminga, which I'm fine with. Because Jonathan Kaminga is the one guy where you can see the mismatch, especially when he's got it going. They go ahead, back your dude down, and, and take him in the, the torture chamber. Go to work. You can do that. But aside from that, that's Warriors basketball. And the fact that they made a committed effort not to turn the ball over, but you can clearly see. To me, last night, was it wasn't one of those that, oh, you know, Clay played well and Steph played well. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't an individual stat sheet. Look how many points this guy had. Look how many points that guy had. But it was just that collective warrior basketball and ball movement had returned, which meant that that shot across the bow, the booing or whatever it is that motivated him, was clearly understood by that of the Warriors. And I'm glad you brought up that connection between Clay Thompson and Trace Jackson Davis because Clay has been a player that. I think probably gets unfairly maligned just because he's kind of been the odd man out and, um, I don't, not, not the odd man out, but he's been up and down, uh, especially since he's come back from injuries. And you know, we talked about his comments post game against New Orleans about how he doesn't care about getting booed. But last night to me against Chicago was a game in which that's why Clay Thompson's not going anywhere. Like that's why he's not, not only at the deadline, it's, a game you can look at and say that's probably why he's going to be back next year. If the Warriors and Clay Thompson can come to the right number, I think he has as much right as anyone to retire a Golden State Warrior. Because, and I, look, I know that might be might sound like an overreaction, but Clay he has it in him to facilitate when he wants to to get into that pick and roll game with TJD. That seems to be developing. He has the ability. He has the the wherewithal to know when it's when he's got it going and when he doesn't. And the issue with Clay Thompson has never been, uh, you know, that he's missing shots. It's that he takes bad shots on occasion. Last night he definitely forced some, but he had it rolling. I don't know what what about the United Center is is his spot. I mean, he just loves playing in Chicago and draining threes in front of that that crowd. But Clay was was spectacular last night. Thirty points, six rebounds, six assists. He was moving the rock. He was hitting shots. And while Steph was largely struggling, especially in the first half, Clay Thompson was shouldering much of the offensive load along with with Wiggins and Kaminga. So against Chicago, that showed you that the Warriors' wings do have productivity in them. It's not just now about extracting it on a, on a consistent or a semi-consistent basis because as great as last night was, it does make you feel like, well, where was that the last two games? It leaves you wondering where that is on a night-in-and-night-out basis, not just from Clay Thompson, uh, but, of course, from Wiggins and Kaminga. The wherewithal, that's everything. When you're talking about this team and especially their core, the aging core, and that's it. And I would throw Steph into this, under that heading as well. That's where they're at. And it's been diff- it's been a really difficult sort of accepting and recognizing his quote-unquote new role, and I'm talking about Clay Thompson, to make the extra pass. I, I, the worst word in basketball as it relates to the Golden State Warriors are heat checks. Like, that's just, to me, that's just selfish. That's just not reading the room. That's just living in your own world. What those two guys have to do, Ev, and it's, it's not easy for an athlete, but if you want to be relevant and have sustainability and still be good, is that they have to recognize they are no longer in their 20s and it's no longer 2015 or 2016. You can still be a good basketball player, but those days that you just were 
alluded to, the 14 threes at the United Center back in the day. That's not happening again. You're not that guy anymore, but you can still be a good basketball player. But your shots, they've got to be much more judicious. The extra passes, the player you were last night. Coming to that, you know, that that aha moment where, yes, this is how I can be an effective player and still be on a winning basketball team. I'll give you a baseball analogy. AP Santangelo, good morning, wherever you are. Here's the thing. Think about aging pitchers and how they're able to stay in the league. I'll give you an example. Bartolo Colon just popped in my head. Big sexy. Bartolo Colon, you know, when he first came up, I think he was with, I want to say the California Angels. He was a Cy Young. Cleveland, Cleveland right before. But Cleveland, you're right. But he wanted. That's right. Yeah. He wanted Cy Young. He wanted Cy Young in L.A. In L.A. And he was he was pure gas. He was like 99 on the corner, man. He yeah. would just rear back and he would just throw it by you. The dude played into his 40s. I mean, he went to the Mets and he was beloved by everybody. But he was all everything was junk. Like he stayed in the game because he learned how to throw off speed. Where am I going with this? As it relates to Steph and Clay, yes, you can still be good, but you're not 25 years old anymore. You can't come down and heat check and or dominate and think you're going to fill it up for 37 and a quarter. If you can come to that realization, look into the mirror and have that moment where you're saying, I'm still good, but I'm going to do it a different way. I think that's the crossroads where these two guys are at. By the way, did you know that Bartolo Colon just got drafted? In the new Saudi Arabian like expansion baseball Are you league, serious? he was like the sixth or seventh overall pick. Like That's that dude's wow. still he's still playing baseball. That is awesome. Oh, I'm so glad you brought him up. I was thinking about him. The he's other one way. one of the true characters. Dude, man. he is incredible. Yeah, man, he's he's a big boy. He's he's still he still can pitch though. But but I I, I like the analogy. I, I like your point because <laughs> this is great. This is another reason I love Dan. That's funny. This takes us off the rails, but. Bringing it back to the Splash Brothers, you hit on something that I think has kind of been swirling around my mind, and that's the concept of the heat check. Not that it needs to die completely, but last night, I don't think Clay Thompson took a lot of pure heat check threes. Like, he took some tough shots, and he can make tough shots, but it wasn't like he determined, I'm sprinting down the court, and when I get the ball, it's going up. Those are the heat checks that hurt you especially when and and this is really my my reason for for not enjoying the the heat check three on this team because defensively you can't afford wasted possessions like this isn't a team that right now without Draymond Green and who knows maybe even with Draymond Green they're not a great defensive group I think without Draymond they're like 28th or 29th in defensive rating with him they're middle of the pack so they're significantly better but they're not a great defensive team that means turnovers, especially live ball turnovers, and then wasted offensive possessions really hurt you. One of the reasons the Bulls kind of made it a game towards the end there, the Warriors went up by 15 entering the fourth quarter, I think, or maybe it was 13, but then they kind of took some bad shots down the stretch. You could tell Steph was hunting for the dagger. He was trying to put him away, and then the Bulls got a couple leak outs, got some easy transition baskets. Boom. It's right back down to six, and we're wondering, oh my gosh, are we? is this is this going to happen again? Are they going to blow a late lead again? And fortunately, they, they were able to put the game away. Curry did his thing. Night-night to the Bulls, but in a season in which you do not have a great defensive unit, or at least you haven't found one yet, 
You can't afford turnovers and bad offensive possessions, and that to me is where the heat check can kind of get in your own way. Even though you have it going, you're rolling. I don't mind the contested shots because you can make tough ones, but the possessions in which you predetermine that you're jacking beforehand, no matter where the ball is coming to you from, those are the ones I would like to see them minimize. Right on. That's exactly where I'm at with this team, and especially as it relates to those two. And you're right. I mean, because essentially when you shoot when you shoot early in the clock or when you shoot a contested quote unquote heat check and you clank that thing and it puts another team in transition, it's essentially a turnover, right? And I mean, I think that's the way a lot of coaches. And their transition defense is not great either. And yes, again, if you're a younger, if you're a younger team and a younger player, that margin of error is not nearly where it's at right now. You cannot afford to do that with the Golden State Warriors the way they're currently constructed, which is primarily a team of guys, your best players, who are on the wrong side of 30. It doesn't mean that they're no longer any good. You just have to do it a different way. I, I couldn't agree with you more. The only time that I had some level of angst in that basketball game is when Steph Curry, and you could clearly see it, he had been struggling over, really over the last month. And certainly over the last two games and going into that contest, he wasn't very good for two and a half quarters, three quarters. Mm -hmm. He hit a couple of threes and you could almost sense it. And Dub Nation, you, you know where I'm at with this, that when Steph and Clay, and especially Steph, he hits a couple of threes, he, he immediately, it's almost as if he should get, he should tell the PA announcer just to scoot over. I got something to say. <laughs> it's like, I'm back. Here I come. I got it. I got it. He gets the ball and no one else, t- I, I, I kept an eye on this. No one else touched it. He dribbled the rock. He went one side to the other looking for a crease, looking for an avenue. And he jacked up a three without getting anybody else involved. Zach Levine came the other way, got a foul, went to the line. And that momentum was quelled just like that. And that's how quickly, that's how quickly things can change when you lose, you know, that momentum of what it is that you were doing and building that lead. And that's getting everybody involved. Take that three if it's there. But the ball movement, and it's... It's so fine that you can just get outside of that that realm of success. All it takes is one or two of those, and suddenly you're a different basketball team, and leads can change as we have witnessed in the matter of seconds. But uh, thankfully, you know, uh, Steph did play well towards the end to able to, to sort of drive him across the finish line. But I, I think you and I are on the same page in the way you just eloquently laid out. The heat check and how those guys can sometimes get lost in their own head. And it is a delicate balance. Like, you obviously need Steph to be great. I think most nights for the Warriors to be in games, especially when you're missing Draymond and, and Chris Paul. Uh, also, GP2, do have to mention, uh, he's, I think he's going to be reevaluated sometime next week for his, um, his injury that he's currently nursing. I know he's dealing with the calf strain earlier in the year. Now he's got a hamstring. Chris Paul, of course, has the fractured hand. He's reevaluated in a couple of weeks after just getting surgery out for four to six. And then Draymond Green could be back as, as early as tonight. Really, it's up to Rick Celebrini and that medical staff to give Steve Kerr the green light and give Draymond Green the green light to get back onto the floor. But, you know, the the thing to me about the Splash Bros, because right now, like, the Warriors go as they go. And last night, 57 can points, uh, points combined. They're going to be in games when those guys shoot it well. So a- as much as I'm, I, I do agree. Like, I think the heat checks need to be limited. And that's more about what they get hurt by on defense than, than how, much, how much they can produce offensively. But they need those guys to be great on a given night. And 
you know that that's where I was excited to see the addition or the you know the the role players so to speak the the third and fourth options in Wiggins and Kaminga play as well as they did because even if Curry and Clay scored fifty seven if they didn't get what they got from Kaminga and Wiggins they wouldn't have won that basketball game they wouldn't have scored one hundred and forty points and they probably would have fell so I think last night was a great team win. And it showed what they can do offensively as a group. But the bottom line is, if the Chef and Clay don't show up, they're not going to be in many basketball games, no matter how good Kaming and Wiggins are. So it was it was positive to see that the offense was was fantastic. But I'm I'm kind of with the 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 six oh five here, and I'm worried because. We're not going to score 140 every game. That's from the Comcast business text line. You know that was really the only difference last night. The problem is if we had played harder, um, you know we, we wouldn't be in that situation. But the team needs to play some clean D. I, I don't know if they're capable of playing, you know, unbelievably shut down defense without Draymond Green. I'm not sure they can even play it with him at this point in his career. But you are looking at a team that is going to have to outshoot their opponents right now. And so that was was the positive from last night, especially considering what they had given up against Toronto as well as New Orleans. I mean, they gave 133, 141, and then 131 last night. So defensively, they're all over the place. And offensively, I mean, look, the, the the wings to me are the most important part of last night's game from a from a macro standpoint because I think Wiggins and Kaminga have the best ability to create easy looks, especially Kaminga. Wiggins doesn't seem too intent on attacking the tin as as much as Kaminga does. Um, but I, I do wonder if now Kerr is more inclined to play those two guys together. And I wonder if people want to see them together at 888-957-9570. Were you impressed by what you saw, the combination from both Andrew as well as Jonathan? Yeah, and it's... I mean, that's really sort of where we're at. Can those two guys, and it just makes sense. They're your two most prolific scorers. They're the two guys that can put pressure on the rim. They're probably your two best athletes right now. Can they, they should be on the floor together. But for whatever reason, it doesn't work. And it's been ugly. And statistically, you know, Steve Kerr can show you the numbers to back that up. I thought Wiggins, and here we go. What do we do with Andrew Wiggins? Suddenly, hello, Andrew, where have you been all year? And, you know, he stands up and says, remember me? Uh, does that, you know, Ev, I'll, I'll put it back on you. And, and Dub Nation, where are you at? After watching what it is that he did last night with that bounce in his step, the crossover, the three, the rebounding, the defense, the two-way player, are you still, I mean, is everybody still in on, on pulling the trigger and moving him out of town? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. And actually, I don't know if anyone else was thinking this last night. Like, I don't dislike Andrew Wiggins. Each time I've had the chance to interact with him post game, he seems like a, a nice guy. You know, he's he's a cool dude, just chill, relaxed, introverted, kind of like me, honestly. Except for when I'm on the air with you, you bring the best out of me, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a love affair. But uh, I Wiggins to me last night, like that was an audition. I mean, that, like that was a chance to improve the trade stock a little bit. And I think he did because he showed a flash. Like if I'm another team. Wait, is he auditioning for another team? Yeah, he's auditioning for another team. Or is he not auditioning for Steve Kerr? Please don't trade me because I don't want to leave. And then, well, he, he might be trying to, but <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think it's going to work. I think he's auditioning for another team. And okay. if you're the Warriors, 
not that you like you want to win games with him while he's while he's still around and you're still technically in an evaluation mood like I don't think there's a trade coming today I don't think there's a trade coming maybe even this week unless the rest of the road trip goes horribly wrong I don't think the Warriors are going to make a move by the time they return to Chase Center on Friday against the Dallas Mavericks but you do need Wiggins to play well one to win some games two I think to also Give other teams a glimpse of what could be, because I think a big reason that Wiggins hasn't played well this year is, yes, he's not as good, but I think he also, he needs a change of scenery, and giving opposing teams a flash into what he can be if he's in the right frame of mind I think is valuable. And so that's what I was left with last night. Obviously, I was impressed. He played well. I thought he was conducive to success. He played well alongside Kaminga, which hasn't happened a whole lot this season. But I think he might have helped his trade value and, you know, in connection, helped the Warriors with a potential move to be made. Because I still think they do have to make a move. And I think Wiggins is the guy that that probably has to go. I think it's interesting that maybe he's just, he was motivated by, he sees it's almost imminent that he's out the door if he was to read and listen to what's being said, not only here at 95.7 The Game, but across the country. Maybe he was just saying, hey, coach, I can still do this. Don't move me out of town. I think you touched on something that, that needs to be sort of elaborated, and that is it's so early. And, and you talked about how weird January is, right? Mm-hmm. I, I would also say, and just to add to that, it's even weirder this year because of the in-season tournament that I think a lot of air left the room emotionally after that tournament that the NBA just, you know, has never seen that before. And I think that there was, you know, there's, it's just been very odd of all of the, it's not just relegated to the Warriors, but everybody's getting blown out. And even the good teams, the Minnesotas, Sacramento's, the Oklahoma's, they had rough stretches and suddenly Utah spanking people. And I talked about Portland getting beat by 62 points, but, I think if you just exert a little patience, and if, again, when it comes to Wiggins, if he strings together a couple of games like this, Draymond comes back, and you start winning again, you know, you, it'll change just like that. I'll give a perfect example. The, you know, Pascal Siakam mm-hmm. is the guy that, you know, just about every show we talk about him potentially coming to the Golden State Warriors. And if it's not the Warriors and we're doing a show in Toronto, well, you know, <laughs> he's going to get dealt somewhere, right? Well, that's been sort of, you know, it hasn't been taken off the table, but since the trade, Toronto's been playing well, and Pascal Siabkin's playing well with R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quigley, and Scotty Barnes is now the new centerpiece. And now suddenly you're not hearing as much chatter coming out of Toronto because they're rethinking it. Well, why don't we just give this a little time? Maybe we can re-sign him. Maybe he's part of the future. So as it, I just use that as an example because as it relates to the Golden State Warriors, that when it comes to Andrew Wiggins, and I know everybody wants him out the door, But just let this breathe a little bit because the trade isn't going to happen tomorrow or next week. And if he learns, if suddenly he begins, the light goes on for him, Draymond Green comes back, you could see a complete new identity of this basketball team. So you don't want to make trades just for the sake of making a trade, just because you're getting booed. And you hit rock bottom. You don't want to be doing that. You want to improve the team. So if you can improve, well, then go for it. But I also think that there should be some level of consideration of just letting this just sort of everybody just take a deep breath and let's relax a little bit. I agree with that. And I want to open up the phone lines at 888-957-9570. I see on the 650 Comcast Business Text Line. Remember when Wiggins had a post-up game? Remember when Wiggins had a pull-up jumper? Well, we saw both last night in Chicago. <laughs> the question is, can he do it tonight in Milwaukee? All right, D's in D.C. What's up, D? Start us off for your Warriors this week. You're on with Evan and Dan. How you doing? Evan, 
and Dan DeVos. D. This is your favorite coconut, man. This is your favorite coconut. Listen, you don't, you don't think, <laughs> D, you don't think I know that? <laughs> Look, my Saturday is better Saturday without listening to you guys. But, but hey, Dan, why is it that you're not on the radio on the week, man? Weekdays, man. I got stuff going 17 on, man. different gigs, D. I mean, he's busy. They can't afford me, D. Oh. <laughs> man, I miss you, man. I really do. Evan, you're doing a hell of a job, man. Thanks, D. You, 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 especially you filling up for um for uh, what's his name? Yeah, Steiny. Steiny. You did, you did, you did a wonderful job this week, man. Uh, anyways, I just want to address the defense thing, man. Look, first of all, I, I called yesterday and I, and, and, and I told you guys, defense starts with the coach. You, Evan, you, you came back and said, no, it starts with the players. You can have the best players in the world. If you do not have a proper scheme to fit those players, your defense is terrible. It's not going to be good at all. Yeah, you might have individual players like GP2 who might who, who's going to pick up the ball handler from, from 90, 90 feet. But beyond that, if you do not have the scheme, the proper scheme for all five players that are on the court to actually perform, it's not going to work. Mm. It's, it's not going to be there. It's not going to be there throughout the game. Now, Kerr, I like Kerr. But he does not know defense. There's no one on the staff right now who knows defense. He needs to invest on someone to bring in a defensive coordinator to help him out. Uh, until that, man, this team is not going to go anywhere, man. Especially now with, with Steph and Clay struggling to, to, to shoot the ball and, and, and having a loony on the floor who's really a net negative. You guys can talk about Wiggins all you want, but Looney is the worst center this year that Thanks, D. No, point taken. Look, I, I agree with you, D, that defensively, the Warriors have not been up to par. I mean, right now, I'm looking at a team that's 24th overall in defensive rating. They've been 28th when Draymond Green has not been on the floor. So I'm sure you, coaching could certainly help a little bit of that. Um, and I do want to take that and expand upon it on the other side. I also see you, Kurt, in Oakland. Please hang on. I want to get to your call on the other side as well. 888-957-9570 is the number. Evan Giddings alongside Dan Devone with you here on Warriors this week. Taking your calls, taking your questions. Whether it's on the Comcast Business Text Line, YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union. I want to expand upon what D asked about the coaching scheme, the players, and what the Warriors might be able to do to improve defensively. Especially against the Milwaukee Bucks team right now that's coming in averaging over 120 points a game this this season. We're back after this on 95.7 The Game with your calls next. Dan DeBone, Evan Giddings, or is this week? Adam, is too much for me. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 